Winston Churchill once said, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. Today's episode is all about paying it forward. Jonah's in the house. Welcome to my podcast, Autism Connections. My name is Mary, and I have an 18-year-old son with autism. 16 years ago, I received a devastating diagnosis. It's through my connections I have made along the way that I have received so much love, support, and guidance. It's my hope that by sharing these amazing connections with you and their experiences, that you also may be helped and learn much. Hi, everyone. I am so excited today because we are talking about paying it forward. And I am so grateful to have my friend Joni here today. Hi, Jonah. Hey, Mayor. So honored. Thank you for asking uh, me. Of course. You definitely are someone that I thought of about paying it forward in my experience with you. So I'm going to dive in first by reading a brief intro of Jonah. Jonah is married to her rock of a husband, Vince, for 24 years. They have both have children together from previous marriages, so they are a blended family. They've been down the path of special needs for 22 years, as Brooke got her first diagnosis at age four months. Autism spiraled her into a profession involving helping families with autism, working with clinics who provide therapy services for children with autism, as a recruiter, community engagement, and directing client services. Recent passion, passions also include getting obsessed, which I can't wait to hear about this, <laughs> with her health journey and getting addicted to the process of aging as gracefully as she can, which includes joining a gym and really loving kickboxing recently and strength training. Some hobbies include healthy foods, including DIY self-care products with essential oils and gardening. Welcome, Jonah, again. Thanks, Mayor. I'm so excited for you on this because what a pro I mean, it's, I think, a perfect project for you. Thanks, friend. Yeah, I call it my hobby. <laughs> I love hobby. it. I love connecting with other people. Yeah, I, you're good at it. Uh, thanks, babe. So little brief history, how we met. I'll share my recollection first and Jonah chime in if there's anything else that you can add. I wanna say I've known Jonah's name for a long time. Tommy got his diagnosis in 2005. I don't know, I'm sorry, seven. I don't know exactly when our paths crossed, but I definitely knew her name and I got to meet her face to face. I wanna say maybe 2014 when I was uh, tasked with showing up as a speaker on essential oils at one of the many meetings that she coordinated for Taka. So that was the beginning of our connection. Anything to add on that? Yeah, no, that was it. And as soon as you did that talk for us, um, and it was through Taka, which we'll talk about, but um, I just knew I needed to stay connected with you because I just knew right away you were like one of those warrior moms and you were going to do whatever it takes. And I just needed to surround me myself with people like that. So, so fortunate we've stayed connected over the years. Absolutely. And if there was one thing that I would expand upon as far as your intro that you put together, which was fabulous. One word that comes to mind about you, Jonah, is you are 
exceptionally steadfast and consistent Mm. in the way that you connect with others. And I can't wait to talk more about that today for sure. Mm. So one of the things I wanted to dive into was talking a little bit about when you first got your diagnosis for Brooke, and I didn't realize it was at four months, who was the person or what was the group that helped you the most early on? Yeah, and this is still so vivid in my mind, so it's so easy for me to like describe it, but her first diagnosis at four months was actually neurofibromatosis, not autism. So she has uh, comorbidities. So, you know, a couple of medical complexities here, but at four months, neurofibromatosis, we started learning about that, but it's really when she got the autism diagnosis at two and a half when things really started to affect her more developmentally and affecting her daily function in life. And so um, that's really when I started to think about, okay, what what are we to do next? And I remember just a few weeks later after getting that diagnosis, I saw something on TV. It was a boy named Charlie. It was a TV segment on like, I think it was NBC, maybe ABC, but, it was, I think, a feature on what parents with autism face. And as I watched Charlie, and I believe it was he was having an ABA session, I started screaming at Vince and at my husband and going, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, he is just like our Brooke. He had a bit of drooling, he was low toned like my Brookie, and seemed to have the same language delays. And I remembered feeling a little relief knowing that there's possibly other moms I'm gonna be able to connect with that have very similar children with very similar struggles. Cause you know, growing up, I didn't really know anyone with autism. So I didn't know anything about this. Um, And so after I saw Charlie, I got his mom's name, which is Christina. And I just searched her down. I found her on Yahoo. Do you remember that, Mary? Yahoo groups? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot a lot of history. Maybe some of our newer listeners <laughs> don't know that was our old social media, but Christina started a group on Yahoo called IBK, which stands for Illinois Biomedical Kids. Were you on there, Mary? I don't even remember. I don't think so. Okay. Um, she and that group was my godsend. I mean, I remember getting on the group, reading some posts, learning about what people were asking questions around. And I just remembered feeling I really found my people. So then I learned Christina was volunteering and coordinating uh, also for TACA. She was coordinating the Illinois chapter and, and that just started me getting involved with TACA. So Char- uh, Charlie and Christina's family was really the family that helped me early on. And she was actually my TACA mentor. She ended up being my taco mentor because I immediately applied for one. And um, so they were my first really family that surrounded us with lots of information and hope. Wow, that's really cool. Now you're talking Christina B, correct? Yeah. Oh, see, gosh, I love learning all of this because I didn't know that was your start and everything of your journey. So you definitely... Yeah, you dived in really fast. Now, I did have my experience with autism, just a little side note here, interestingly enough. When I was in my 20s, I dated a guy whose brother was very much like Tommy. 
Oh. I told him it's, I, I believe that he's the reason he came into my life to expose me to autism for the first time. I really believe that because he looked, he was in his thirties, but I remember seeing him and he was sort of in, he was nonverbal. He was sort of in his own world and he was twirling his toothbrush and I'll never forget that. And I had red, red uh, nail polish on. He stopped in the middle of his twirling and he looked at my nail polish, polish and he touched my hand. I thought, Oh, that's really cool. So like all the years later, I remember Tommy twirling his toothbrush going, Oh my gosh, that reminds me so much of Todd. So it's so interesting. Like what, you know, what our past histories are as far as our, our exposure with autism and everything. I love how you jumped in so quickly. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, you get that diagnosis and you're, you're sitting there and, and wondering, what do I do next? So, you know, and so obviously our life over the years have such webbed into so many different people and communities and groups. And it's hard to remember exactly 10, 15 years later, how each of them intertwine, but it's so fun thinking back on it. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit more. I know my experience with you with Taka is you have done so many different events to bring the community and to bring members together. I mean, mm -hmm. I remember going to, and I was part of the Naperville group for yeah. uh, Taka. I remember going and everyone got that big book that I still have, the intro to autism. Yeah. And then there was Autism One where Taka had such a significant presence at, you know, and then all the coffee talks that you've done and are continuing to do to bring everybody together. What do you think, looking back on that past experience, was your favorite memory or experience with Taka that helped you the most and helped you connect with others? Yeah, I mean, people always ask me, you know, why did I choose Taka? Because there's other organizations and they're all great organizations, obviously. They're all important. Some are focused on research. Some are focused on government advocacy. And all of that, again, is super important. I chose TACA because their mission was to directly help families, right? Giving them resources and help. Like right now, while the families are in the thick of the care and the healing of their child. So I knew that's how what I wanted to spend all of my volunteer time on. I wanted to be on the ground with the families because I knew that's what I needed. I needed my local village with me. And so, you know, TACA is the only organization that I know of that branched itself with multiple chapters. I think there's maybe as many as 36 now. So parents sat with other parents in their local areas or state with expertise of what is more readily available to them. Um, so, you know, my fondest um, thing I think I did with TACA was really to volunteer to mentor families, right? So... A mentor is someone who gets a newly diagnosed, mostly a newly diagnosed, not always, but often it was a newly diagnosed family. So they were your mentee and you help to share and answer their questions of what they may have been facing at the moment. Um, you know, just like you would think a mentor's role is, it's someone who will try and hand you, hold you through some specific needs. Share resources is always what I like to try and do. I like to also think we dished out a lot of hope and, you know, give the message that it can and will get better. I've also met so many parents through that process that I was 
honestly just in awe how much they put in every single day. Even like on hard days when we have very little sleep, we know sleep is an issue with kids with autism. So families are always struggling about, you know, getting enough rest and sleep. Well, I learned autism parents just do not stop at anything to do everything they could to remove struggles just as much as we can. So, um, you know, I like, love me, like I said, met you as a warrior mom and I just love being surrounded by parents like you guys because and so that's why I like to give back because um, it, it fills me just the same just the same amount so that's my fondest memory is mentoring families but eventually I did end up as you know uh, also hosting as a state coordinator I hosted seminars webinars coffee talks and you know that would help to create connections for families whether it's a medical expert or around education or iep questions um therapy places so on um so it just really helped me to make all of those connections possible um and that's my fondest memories and one of those seminars that you put together dramatically changed our life. And that was when you had Susan Bryn Mitchell on to do RPM. And that was in 2019. And over the years, I have to tell you, I have asked you and many people about what's your experience with spelling? What's your experience <laughs> with letterboard? And I'm sure many people were like, shit or get off the pot, either do it or stop asking questions. But eventually I got there. And you had that fabulous seminar that you had Susan um, and Mitchell present at, and that really changed our life. And I can't even imagine what would have happened. Like, I'm, I'm sure I wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for that. So thank you. Well, I don't know if you know this, Mary, but Su if you ask Susan now, um, she obviously spelling is a big part of um, Mitchell's life. And she also comments that a big change in their life, a big aha, if you will, is um, when she came to Ataka web seminar and it was Jackie who presented on RPM and that changed the trajectory of what they did uh, with Mitchell. Wow. Yeah, we did a Taka seminar and yeah, Jackie came and talked about RPM and letterboard spelling and, and that was the first time Susan had ever heard of it. So wow. I love that it just keeps so cool. moving forward for all of us, right? It just connects everything together. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And one thing I love about the community, the autism community is, you will have people that come to you and ask you the same questions over and over again about something. I'm sure you can relate, right? Whether yeah. it's me asking, reaching out to my posse, like, so tell me again about spelling. And, you know, finally I took the action, right? But we're mm -hmm. all there to listen and encourage and meet people, I think, exactly where they are, right? With no judgment. Well, yeah, and I think that's what I want to give, if there's a, a listeners right now that are, are newer um, to their autism diagnosis or journey is sometimes something you don't feel fits at this moment but it may fit later. And so you're gonna ask about that or open that up again or look into it or research and that's okay. Cause if it doesn't work once, doesn't mean it won't work in the future. 
because our kids, you know, unlayer things and they're ready for certain things at certain times. And that is totally okay. And it happens. Absolutely. I think, you know, also along that line is giving yourself the opportunity to try something that you think is it, right? That this, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And it doesn't always work out that way exactly as you had hoped. And it's okay as I'm in a season right now with changes, it's okay to change into a different direction. Just yeah. because you planned on something and thought that this was it and you know, you're know you all gun ho it's okay to change courses. And sometimes you end up exactly where you were and sometimes you end up someplace else better. That's right. I totally agree. Yeah, I can't also wait to talk to you a little bit about the self-care that you're doing. Um, you mentioned really loving kickboxing in the gym. And I guess I wanted to ask you, did this start as a passion for Brooke, like a program for her and you got involved or how did it, how did that all come about? Yeah. Did you taking time for yourself? Yeah. Well, actually <laughs> my husband started going to a gym and he had been telling me you get, you should join, you should join, you should join. And while I do some exercises, like in the basement, it isn't the same. You don't really push yourself unless you're like with your, uh, in a group or a structured class where there is, you know, a time that you're supposed to continue. So he, he kept telling me, you should really join. You'd love this tribe. They call themselves. And I, it took me two years, but I finally did it. And so then I started and man, I'm telling I hadn't exercised in 20 plus years. I was so out of shape. Um, and, you know, I could barely like run for 30 seconds or do one burpee. Like it was embarrassing to a certain extent, but I also knew consistency. So I just started going and then they offer kickboxing at the gym. And I'm like, huh, maybe, maybe I can get some of my like, you know, uh, you know, uh, anxiety out if I just started punching things. So. I started kickboxing. I totally love it. It's totally my jam. It's not your traditional like sparring kickboxing, if you will. It's more, it's got a lot of like cardio built in and stations and strength and it's a combination of things. But that's, and I think that's why I like it because you know, it does help to, to build in those um, strength but also the cardio in there. But yeah, it's totally my jam. But as I started going to the gym on a very regular basis, and it so helps my mental health, I can't even tell you how it affects me just to, to handle everything that we have on our plates on a different level. So as I got to know Mary, the owner and the coach, and I said, oh my gosh, my daughter could really benefit from some of these exercises. She's like, bring her in, I'll help coach her one-to-one. -one. She was so amazing. She didn't, you know, um, she just started learning about Brooke and Brooke really took on to her. And as Brooke was doing some one-to-one -one sessions with her, we started talking about opening this up to be an adaptive fitness class. And so we formed, Mary formed a group called we have a name for it. It's called Truly Able Fit. So it's an adaptive fitness program for people with all levels of various special needs. Um, we meet a couple times a week. And really, it's just a gym, you know, a program which works to be inclusive of all. Um, and I'm just so thankful for Mary that she opened up her space for our kids. 
So, you know, it's again, an adaptive fitness program. It's, it works on balance, strength, coordination, all those different types of things uh, through equipment in a repetitive circuit. Um, and you know, what's so cool to see over the past year, we've had it for a year, um, I think 13 months is not only have they gained their confidence, but the camaraderie that's built, been built between, um, we call them athletes, our adaptive fitness program, we call them athletes. And just the camaraderie and the cheering on of each other, it doesn't matter what level, and we have various levels, believe me. Um, just, it's so sweet to watch. It's It's been truly sweet. That's amazing. How many are in the in the program right now seven on a regular yeah. basis um that meets a couple times a week but sometimes we'll have some pop-ins um and you know part of the reason it's uh it, it it'll start to grow even further but it's it's scheduling sometimes right um sometimes people just can't fit to the to the schedule that's available because it's still a gym with uh regular members that's awesome. This is when I wish I lived closer. Another one of I wish I lived closer because Tommy would love that. And when you work out, do you, do you feel like you sleep better? 100%. Like has your have your ah uh, that's awesome. So everybody, the takeaway today. One of the takeaways is we have to take time for ourselves. I started walking and riding my bike, and I do my weekly yoga class, and I sleep so much better. Yeah. when I when I get out and move and it doesn't even matter what you do just get out and move if I don't get out I could be stuck in my house until Tommy gets ready for pickup and feel like I haven't done anything yeah I don't know if you you know like which it you know I've shuffled a lot of paper and done a lot of like you know little tasks that I could take do any other time but I think it's so important you're going to come back and do a self-care with me podcast <laughs> wouldn't that be fun yeah, I love it because you know yeah. I also we also make the self care products with essential oils. So Brooke, yeah, I, yeah, um, because I have such a passion for essential oils, um, and I make you know self care stuff. One, it's cheaper to do it that way, but two, you know it's healthier. It's a healthier version, um, and I involve Brooke because she is learning vocational skills. So, for example, lip balms is one of our more popular items so she helps me pour them she helps me make the mold she helps me uh, package put the labels on count how many each order gets so on so there's just like vocational skills that she's learning as we sell these products and right now we're just selling them at three different um, on-site locations because we haven't figured out yet if we want to do the whole shipping route but it's selling pretty good at, like at a chiropractor office at a gym at a medical center so on and um again it's just it's a it's a passion a self-care item we make that's a passion for brooke and i to, to work on together well when you get that website up and running i will definitely know that's awesome yeah i love that i didn't realize you were doing all the different products that's great yeah. so wonderful yeah. Love me the oils, that's for sure. <laughs> so as far as what projects you're working on and what are you passionate about today? Can you, do you want to share anything that you're working on as far as any organizations that you're part of yeah, or sure. the Hero Project? Yeah, sure. So there's three things. One is that adaptive program at Truly Able, a True Fitness, the Truly Able Fit Adaptive Program. I, I have a really huge passion because I know how much fitness has 
um, is an important part of our kids. You know, there is a statistic, and of course, I don't have the exact statistic in front of me, but there is a statistic that a lot of kids with special needs are very, very sedentary. Um, and so unless us parents, I mean, you do an awesome job, Mary. I see you guys bike riding, going to Great America. You are out there bringing Tommy into the world, keeping him active. And of course, that all just all helps our mental health and our brains. I mean, all of us, all people. But, um, but a lot of other kids would prefer to be sedentary. And so I've really realized the importance of that for Brooke. And so that... That's a big passion of mine is to keep that up, help Mary keep that program growing and going. Um, another passion I have, which I've been fortunate to be asked a couple of times now, is companies, you know how companies have um, what they call DEI initiatives, the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion in Initiative. A lot of major companies have it, right? Um, yeah. A few months ago, we were asked by a toy company to talk about autism because they wanted to manufacture toys that were inclusive for people on the autism spectrum. So my Taka Illinois, our Taka Illinois team did a presentation on that. And then I have another one coming up because I think when people think of DEI, it's often around, you know, including race, gender, and so on. But I think the whole disability population needs to be a part of that because that's another piece of inclusion that our community really, really needs. So uh, I'm coming up to talk to a board of uh, realtors and how can they support when families uh, with autism looking for relocation or homes and what are their needs and what is autism? What, is, what does that look like? So. I am passionate to try to bring, bring disability as a big part of companies' DEI initiatives. And then the last thing I'll, I'll highlight, um, because this organization is amazing, is the Autism Hero Project. I met the founder, um, Tamika, uh, a few years back, and they are doing some phenomenal work that what they do, their primary mission is to provide lots of grants and scholarships. Um, grants towards insurance premiums so families can access therapies not normally covered by their employer insurance. And then they have this newest addition that they just added in the last several months, which is what they call their Evolving Hero Scholarship. And that is to provide for older individuals or adults continuous learning and grants or scholarships for college and trade or vocational programs. Um, so as you can imagine, providing something like that to a family means the world. and when I got involved with them, I just loved their mission. So started just going to their galas and uh, found out how amazing this team is. And they have this upcoming gala. Uh, every year they have a gala and this year it's on September 23rd. Um, it's called the Include Me Gala. And so we had the honor of being asked to be featured, my family. So Vince and I got interviewed as well as their um, recording team, um, their film crew team came out to the gym and videoed the adaptive, the truly able fit adaptive program as it showcases inclusion, which is the theme of their gala. So we're going to be my family and that gym program is going to be featured in their upcoming gala. That's amazing. And where is this gala at for anyone that may be interested? Oh, 
Are they selling tickets or? They are selling tickets right now, of course. Let me just think really quick. I I believe oh, it's that's in, okay. I believe it's in St. Charles. Um, it's again, it's on September twenty third. You can uh, look it up on autismheroproject.org. Wonderful. Oh, that's that's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. So I you, mean, they do good. You've been work. busy, girl. You've been busy. <laughs> All right, not working full time, but working full time, right? Yes. Well, you know, I retired last year, quote unquote. My husband keeps telling right. me, stop saying you're retired because you really aren't retired. But I retired from working full time. And um, now, you know, I get to do more fun things like this. And what, can I just do one more shout out, Mary? Is that okay? Sure, of course. Okay, so. Brooke, as an adult, now attends a, an adult day program, and it's called Big Great Lakes. It's in Gurney, Illinois, and it's a vocational community for adults where they sell, like, high-end artisan products. And, you know, I think the thing I love about them is um, they're really providing a community and a connection because the products that they make and sell they have a little um, location at their site and it's what they call reverse inclusion. So they invite people from the outside world, if you will, to come in and see the products and meet the citizens uh, that are making these products. And I just love that whole reverse inclusion, right? We're always saying, hey, include our folks out in the community, but it's great for them to also see our world. So I just love that. And they, and by the way, they also support the spelling, which is not easy to find. So they have some trained practitioners on site. So um, I love that. And they have a, um, their, ben their annual benefit that um, raises the most money for the program because the, the tuition is super low. And so the founder or the person that started this location, because it's an offshoot from a place in Texas. So it started in Texas. Now they have satellite, what they call satellite locations. And one of them here is in Gurney, Illinois. And the woman, Annette, who started this location, um, loves to help families who wouldn't otherwise be able to send their adult person into a really quality program. So she keeping the, the tuition low. And so their annual golf benefit is coming up on August 25th. It's in Gurney, sponsored by the mayor of Gurney. Um, and so read about them if, if anyone out there is looking for an incredible program around here. Um, it's biggreatlakes.org, I think. Such, such a blessing to have yeah. a program like that in yeah. Illinois. <laughs> Anywhere, but, you know, in Illinois in particular. That's great. I'm so happy. And I didn't realize they were a satellite. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that they were founded out of Texas. That's so good to hear. It's like finding a great model and duplicating it, right? Exactly. Awesome. I am so happy that we had this time to chat, Jonah. I'm so grateful oh. that you were able to come on today, but just consider this one of many invitations because we have lots more to talk about in the future. <laughs> anytime, Mary, anytime. Again, I say that this is a perfect hobby for you because um, you're really, really good at it. And you're really, really just good at talking to people and Again, connecting people. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. That's all the time we have today. Until next week, we're going to have another one of my connections to talk about their experience with autism.